Hey everyone and welcome to Screams After Midnight. I am Peter, that is Tim. And this episode should be going live on Halloween Day 2018. <laughs> the, the official end of Octoberthon, the third and final Patreon vote movie winner for the month. Because uh, we had three for October. And of course the vote was for the classic Universal Monsters and the winner <laughs> was Frankenstein. Oh, good job. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't like there was really a bad option amongst them. It was like Frankenstein, Dracula, Invisible Man, and Wolfman. Like, would you have complained about any of them? Uh, maybe one of them. <laughs> oh. I wonder if it's the same one that I'd be disappointed with, because there's one that would have disappointed me. Uh, I think so. You think it's the same one? Okay. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to reveal it, because we'll eventually do them all, so... Okay. <laughs> All right, fair. We'll say after the show. Yeah, we'll say after the show. It's fine. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we're going to talk about Frankenstein. Well, I mean, we'll start spoiler-free, I guess, but, I mean, it's, it's Frankenstein. It's from 1931, right? If, you, if, if, you, if, you, if you're not familiar with the story of Frankenstein, um, go watch, read Frankenstein. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> we'll do that. Uh, and I, I did actually read the book for this uh, back in high school. I read the book. Okay, the, I, I thought you meant like for this podcast. I no, not like, for this Bullshit. podcast. No, no, you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> no, I read it back in high school because right, I, I did. I did a giant. I have a. I have Frankenstein downloaded on. Oh, you, you, you sped up and slowed down there for a second because I Skype beat a dick. What would you say? Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, sorry. No, it, it did the same thing for me. I started talking. And then yeah. I, yeah uh, sorry. Uh, no, I uh, I have Dracula and Frankenstein downloaded on my Kindle, and it's just I I know I'll read them one of these days. But mm. I, I did a giant project on Dracula. Um, we had to do, like a big book. We had to like you know pick a pick a. Uh, I, I spoke about Dracula and how it was told through like diary entry and stuff like that. So I went, I went with a sort of narrative structure analysis, but. Um, I did a big thing on Dracula, and then the following year I had to pick another book to do something else on. And I was like, I'll do Frankenstein, whatever. I'll I'll keep it in, you know related thematically. Why not? Um, so, but uh, yeah, so so Frankenstein, uh, it's a classic. This is the second Universal classic monster movie we've done. It's kind of amazing we've been doing this so long, and we're only on the second yeah. one of these. But we did we did the original Mummy last year, and I guess this year we're doing Frankenstein. I guess we'll just do one a year forever. Sure. Maybe that'll be the, the, the system. But, yeah, so Frankenstein, you know, Mad Doctor. Not named Victor Frankenstein, which is... I, I'd, forgo- I'd forgotten they changed the name to Henry Frankenstein. Yeah. But annoyingly, there's a character called Victor, which was really just like, what? We did? <laughs> Stop it. It's strange, yeah. It's the same with Dracula, how they always seem to swap Lucy and Mina for some reason. It's like, why? Just... Mina, Mina's with, with you know Jonathan and Lucy's with the other dude I can't remember the other one's name but you know uh, but hey, Van so, Helsing no not Van Helsing Van Helsing's the older doctor vampire hunter dude magic thing magic uh, so Frankenstein you know bad scientist could try to put body parts together to create a life form and thus has created the Boris Karloff Frankenstein's monster and yeah there's a plot and he wakes up and it's alive it's alive <laughs> which is uh the name of tim's sex tape and uh <laughs> what is it my penis <laughs> is that what's alive <laughs> yeah i think there's two hours of you not being able to get it up and then eventually the lady in the scene it gets sta- struck by lightning yes it gets struck by lightning and then the lady starts screaming, it's alive it's alive finally sex can happen <laughs> Which, I mean, it's kind of a compliment. It means you must be worth the wait because you stuck around for two hours waiting for you to get an erection. Yeah. <laughs> so, you were worth the wait. Yeah. 
wait for for the lady or for the audience that's actually watching this two I, I guess it'd be what like two hours and one minute porno but <laughs> that's a good joke Tim thank you that's a good joke that's a good joke bear with us Skype Skype's acted up with us today so if we do a little bit of awkward pausing and little fast forward Sorry, moments yeah. yeah just bear with us that one wasn't too bad but it was kind of there a little bit um uh, when, when Tim gets his proper house soon, maybe, maybe his internet will be supercharged and all hopefully be firing all cylinders. Um, mm. But yeah, so so yeah, um, I guess we'll just start by saying, do it, do we like or dislike the original Frankenstein? Is this, is this a film that you respect as a classic? Do you see its merit, or do you go back and watch it now and go, okay, I get it. I guess it was good for the time, but <laughs> don't don't work no much no more. Uh, no, I actually uh, like it quite a bit. Uh, and I think we talked before, you know, just in general with the Universal monster movies. I, I think we we're both pretty big fans. Um, I, I'm surprised we didn't do Dracula. I, I thought we did. I, I know we did The Mummy, but... Um, Not yet. Yeah, we'll, we'll, have, we'll have a Dracula month at some point. We'll do like five yes. versions of Dracula back to back. Ooh. Oh, Dractacular. Dractacular. There you go. <laughs> we'll do, do, do 31 Dracula. We'll do Hammer Dracula. We'll do Dracula Dead and Loving It. <laughs> Dracula 2000. <laughs> Gotta fit Blackula in there somewhere. Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, yes, yes. <laughs> Is, would it be weird to do that in Black History Month? Would that be a weird thing to do? Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm, yeah, I, I don't know. <laughs> Is that insensitive to do Blackula and Black Kirsten? I don't know if it is. People, fill us in, fill us in. I'm not sure. But anyway, uh, so yeah, Frankenstein is very good. Uh, I I actually, I would go as far as to say it's my second favorite of the original Universal Monster movies. Uh, That's tough. It's it's either either two or three for me. I'm not sure. (laughs) It's It's depending on the day. It's in the ballpark. Um, Yeah. You know, it's, it's a simple story. Uh, obviously, it simplifies the story a lot from the book and some other versions of it. Where uh, t- typically, I think of Frankenstein. You know, when I think of the story, and funny, it's funny because in the last episode we recorded, you you brought up doing uh, Quasimodo and you know, Hunchback of Notre Dame. <laughs> um, I wasn't one of the performers in it, but I, I was in earliest, maybe I was about age of nine or ten. We did like a. It was a thing where it was like there was everyone who wasn't a performer was in the choir for for what would be like a. Uh, a play of of Frankenstein, but the 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 choir. I don't, I don't even know what songs were being sung. I, I think there was actual like Frankenstein songs. I don't know if the if the school like you know the, the wrote them or if it was like an actual thing they, they took from somewhere. But there were songs. But so someone would act out um, the, the, the 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 thing. Uh, so that was my first experience really with Frankenstein. And you know, then I read the book okay. and saw the movies and whatnot interesting but when i think of frankenstein i i think of the idea it's, it's kind of what actually is brought up in halloween h2o the idea that eventually he has to face his own monster because he created this thing and it kills so many people that he eventually has to turn around and face it and finally confront his fears that's kind of what the the story of frankenstein to me is about this movie kind of changes it a little bit in the sense where even though there's some dark stuff in here for 1931 movies because there is right there's a very notable scene which is really dark for the time period. Um, it still has a much happier ending than Frankenstein. What you know, what I think of yeah. Frankenstein having. Uh, mm-hmm. So, is there very much a different interpretation? It, it kind of it focuses a lot on the build up to the the monster becoming alive, and then kind of the tension of like what he might do in the early days. There's there's not a big long saga of the monster wreaking havoc in his life for you know forever. Yeah. Um, but you know. Uh, but I mean, that's not really a complaint so much as just acknowledging the differences in what this is 
sure. courses. Because uh, yeah. like oh, the, go on and go. Oh well, like the again, I haven't read the book, but like the big difference is like the in this one, you know, it, it's just like a mindless creature. Where like the book, it's like he's a, a very more profound like mm. thing that's like questioning its existence and. And and that's kind of more like what's driving it mad. Where like here, it's just like this kind of like a big bumbling creature who definitely causes havoc. But you know, it's not well, a lot of times. It's not necessarily all his fault. Yeah, it comes across a lot more sympathetic. I think in this one, where it's yeah. more like he's a child who whose teachers have just turned his back on him because they think he's scary, rather than yeah. actually try to teach him right from wrong. Uh, so yeah, yeah, it's like a different vibe in this one. Uh, I I love how it starts. It starts off feeling kind of macabre because it's like it's like that you know it's that funeral and then Frankenstein he's 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 assistant Fritz are just kind of like right let's 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 strike let's get the body and then they're cutting down like you know the, the criminal who's been who's been hung and you know they're, they're um you know do but obviously the, the the best part is when he sends Fritz to steal a brain from the the, the college. And he drops the normal brain and takes the criminal brain, which I guess is the one thing that implies <laughs> that the monster shouldn't be sympathetic; that he may actually just be a, a lunatic. I, I like just how like very clearly written it is. It's just like there's normal brain and then there's an abnormal brain. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's very blunt with that. I mean, because there's not really much of a motivation for Frankenstein either. But we just we start the movie and it's already the ball's rolling. Like he's already doing yeah. this. You know, there's no build up. And that, you know, these movies are all typically quite short. They're all about seventy minutes long, uh, which is obviously mm-hmm. really short by today's standards. But um, you can see how how they've made it a bit more straight to the point with that. Uh, mm-hmm. But what it does do is very effective. Every, everything that it chooses to focus on is very effective in doing, which is why I think mm-hmm. it works so well. And there is still the the the, the general tragedy of him because because to me the movie it kind of swirls more into the ego. I mean, this is always part of Frankenstein, but the ego of Frankenstein and thinking he can play God, playing God, and then you know learning the mistakes of of, of you know doing that. It's the the hubris is what you know puts them all in danger. Um, and then the, the tragedy of the whole thing, and you know the, the the havoc that is wreaked when man tries to play God. Uh, notably, of course, the the, the little girl scene, which I think yeah. is, you know, everyone... It's, it's maybe not the most famous scene from the movie, because, like, I, I, I mean, I opened this by going, it's alive, it's alive! Yeah. That's the famous scene. <laughs> but I think the most infamous scene is the little girl, where the monster, they're, they're, they're playing with flowers, and it's like, they're saying of the, the float, and he's like, oh, we're out of flowers, I see a few float, and he throws the girl yeah. in, and she drowns. <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's actually a really dark scene for this yeah. era. These days, that'd be nothing, but... <laughs> Yeah, you know it's effective. It's really effective for what it, what it does. Um, mm-hmm. um, the like I I think that scene itself like it uh, to me it, like I don't know I I, I feel like it, it's like a little silly like when you when you actually watch it but I feel like the what I think is like the more powerful scene is when the I, I think it's the dad is like bringing the body back into the village like that's oh, yeah. when it like kind of like that's when it hits home and is like ooh, like that's where it feels like a lot more darker to me yeah because it's, it's, it's just the stark reality of like no she's dead there was no she didn't, she didn't yeah. like, get out the last second or anything like that she's just dead and yeah. the father's walking through and that, that's what inspires the angry mob and you know hunting down mm-hmm. the, the monster and you know that and I, I think you, you could argue that there's um you could read into this maybe this is maybe looking at this from a more modern perspective but it, the idea that 
this thing was created instead of taking responsibility for it let's just get pitchforks and torches out and go and hunt it and try and kill it rather than try to understand it rather than trying because i think frankenstein despite the fact that he's a bit of a lunatic and how determined and egotistical he is he Mm. still up until a point he wants to try and understand it and learn from it and everyone else is like no this is just too scary we need to kill it right now the other professor's like no we need to kill this you're you're a madman kill it right now yeah (laughs) you know so i I don't know if you you look at that and say oh is this kind of i I don't know if it was intended this at the time i either in i don't think it was in the book because the book is again it's it's more of like a personal monster that is getting revenge uh for for being created so there's a lot more to read into in the book with that but and in the in the movie i i don't necessarily think it was meant at the time but like is this kind of an analogy for how we how maybe we treated mental illness or how we treat um anyone who's different we just go oh ah scary that's you know rather than try to understand sure. and trying to educate just mm-hmm. get rid of them just burn them and do it um yeah uh yeah i mean i, I feel like yeah there's probably like a lot of things that you can uh, apply to just in general the idea of you know, trying to destroy something that might be different rather than, you know, yeah. understanding and, you know, the, and jumping to kind of wild conclusions and stuff. Like, there's definitely a lot you can kind of, you know, uh, put in place there. Yeah, and it's made worse because Fritz antagonizes it. You know, Fritz, Fritz you know, whips oh, it yeah. and, you know, mm-hmm. intentionally pokes fire at, at, at him. And it's, it's kind of... It's like, yeah, okay. If you if you treat something badly, it will it will turn out badly itself. You know that that you know yeah. nurture aspect to it, rather than mm-hmm. rather than nature, because there is no nature here. Not really. <laughs> there is no nature no. involved in this. <laughs> this is purely creation, uh, in, in an unnatural sense. Um, yeah. But it, like, I think those themes all really work, and I think I think it's such an applicable story to think about. Okay, what, 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 how can you apply this to the themes that you want to apply to it today? Mm-hmm. And it, it still kind of works. So I, I think that's why it's so effective, is because. On a basic human level, no character in this is squeaky clean, and they're all, they're, but they're all kind of sympathetic in different ways. Frankenstein wants to understand it until he doesn't. So you, even though he's kind of mad, you can have sympathise. His family are worried because he's kind of obsessed and he's, 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 his hubris is getting ahead of him. So you kind of feel sympathy for them because they're kind of right in that. And the monster you feel sympathy for because he's just misunderstood and he doesn't even get a chance to really develop or become something. He's not taught anything properly. So the whole thing is a tragedy. Like the, 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 which, yeah. is, which is why my one complaint about the ending is that henry frankenstein lives and he's oh we're going to live happily ever after with his wife and have a baby and it's like yeah <laughs> i don't know this this kind of betrays the the story to me <laughs> in, in a number of ways yeah and i feel like uh you know frankenstein and you know uh in in this case you know henry frankenstein uh i feel like he should never really be like the good guy <laughs> like yeah yeah he, he he always seems more villainous and i feel like that's how modern interpretations have really you know gone more about it and like um you know the, like there's a lot of versions of like frankenstein as a hero now that i feel like you know people maybe sympathize with him more and it's like oh yeah let, like this guy's a good guy <laughs> like <laughs> you know because you don't really see like many like evil frankenstein movies now like you know he's you know you see him like as good guys in comics and like you know um you mean the then, monster like, specifically here yeah yeah the you know frankenstein's monster yeah um and then, like, you know, and then, you know, there's movies, which, yeah, admittedly aren't, aren't that great, but stuff, you know, like I Frankenstein. And then, uh, you know, it's something I actually just watched recently, uh, The Monster Squad. Uh, yeah, he, like, Frankenstein's, like, a good guy in that. So I, I feel like people kind of have come around to liking. Yeah, I think that speaks to the, the change in mentality of trying to understand people who are different. 
yeah. as, as opposed to just like, you know, oh, they're different. Because I think in this, um, it kind of does try to paint Victor that he's learned his lesson once his wife's attacked, mm-hmm. you know, on, on the wedding night. But I don't know. I never really feel like he's actually understood what, what he's done and why it was, you know, what his mistake yeah. really was. You know, I, I I don't get that arc from him that much in this. It's more just that, oh, it's dangerous. We have to kill it and erase my mistake rather than him realizing it and you know he doesn't i don't feel like he faces his monster in this in the same way that he just tries to erase it and pretend it never happened almost and yeah. that makes him almost more villainous um so you do kind of root for the monster actually it's funny uh, i corrected you there because you kept saying frankenstein because it sounded like right. you were talking about the, the scientist and mm-hmm. obviously that's a common mis- misconception that people forget mm-hmm. that now frankenstein means the you know the character the monster is the monster yeah and I actually think a big reason to blame for this is uh, the second mm. movie is Bride of, Bride of Frankenstein because that mm. title makes it sound like the Frankenstein is the monster mm-hmm. because the Bride is for the monster. Yeah, no, that's fair. And uh, and yeah, I was like when I was... Uh, um, yeah, that's why I, I should have clarified. But yeah, I was thinking more of like, you know, like the DC version of, of Frankenstein or whatever where, yeah. yeah, it's just called Frankenstein. And I think it's one of those things where like, you know, I... Uh, you know, like 10 years ago when I was probably like a little snobbier, I'd probably be the dude that would correct people and be like, oh no, yeah. it's Frankenstein's <laughs> monster and stuff. But now it's just like, yeah, who who cares? Like, it's just easier to, you know, call him that. And also if you, uh, I saw someone say this before and I was like, oh, I, I like this, uh, this explanation or whatever. But if you look at, um, you know, Henry Frankenstein as like Frankenstein's father, then you could say like, oh, well then, you know, he mm. that would also make the creature Frankenstein too, if it's kind of like his son. You know, oh sure, <laughs> like yeah. He, he gives birth to him. <laughs> I, I think it's important when you're talking about the the actual stories, though, because you have to differentiate who you're, you know, who you're talking about. You know, if you're talking about the the scientist, or if you're talking about uh, sure. the monster himself. So, you know, it, yeah. it's one of these things. But I, yeah. I think what I say, I think the film is really well put together. I think the scenes where they they are they're mm. trying to bring him to life and they're they're, they're putting them up in the tower and the lightning's going off mm-hmm. uh, is, is is very effective and, and well done. Very simple because even even the, the reveal of the monster, the first time you see him walking around, it's the way he turns around. And, you yeah. know, uh, Boris Karloff's performance is very stilted, yeah. of course. It's very, mm-hmm. uh, not not quite robotic, but very wooden in, a, in an intentional manner. Yeah, he really brings, like, so much to the character, just the way he... Yeah, it, it feel it definitely it, like it feels like all right. This is how uh, this jumbled together reanimated corpse would walk. Like you know, nothing is like perfect. Like you know, it's not very fluid. It's everything's kind of stitched together. So it's like this kind of stiff, jerky movements and stuff. And yeah, it did like, a great job of bringing that to life. So I think it's interesting. I think it's interesting that you know these movies were always black and white, and mm-hmm. for some reason though, I feel like everyone knows he's green. Yeah. Yeah, I guess it will, is that maybe was did he look like that on like the poster or something? Probably. Uh yeah, I guess he did. But yeah, that's true. He probably it, did. I, I'm just I'm just thinking about it because I can't think of anything else from the black and white days of film where it doesn't matter that it's black and white. Everyone thinks of him as green, no that's matter true, what. Yeah. I just, I just thought it was interesting. I was thinking about it as I was watching it. I was like, you know, yeah. I know he's green even though this isn't black and white, and I, you know. Uh, and I, I guess it maybe just comes from the idea of you know the body's decomposed a bit. The mm-hmm. you know would it be slightly green? I don't think it would be necessarily. But I think that's probably not. The, but yeah. yeah, that's what the thought process was. Uh, maybe when yeah. they were making it. Um, 
Yeah, actually, I will criticise one effect though. Obviously, I don't way it's a movie from nineteen thirty one. I think they do a great job with what they've got. Uh, with the, you know them in the fire, the, the you know the windmill at the end, and they're burning. But I do have to critique the dummy because Frankenstein is thrown off the windmill by the monster, <laughs> and it is yeah. the most sh- obvious <laughs> stupid looking dummy that falls and hits the yeah. hits the windmill. Um, it just looks really bad and goofy. Uh, <laughs> it, but you know, it's, it's whatever. Like like you forgive yeah. it, you're fine with it um but uh, yeah i like the uh like the the set pieces in this are all like uh yeah look really good like you know you have the the graveyard like the science lab and um you know there's something uh you know that was all, that's always cool about like these universal monster movies just all the you'll get to see like all these like old sets and stuff it always looks really cool yeah locations this one are typically really good um i, I think like you know dracula has good sets to begin with with the castle but once it gets to mm-hmm. london and it's just in houses it's like okay now it's just in houses it's not it's yeah. whatever this one i think is more consistently interesting between the the graveyard the lab the the tower the the windmill at the, the village end. is yeah even yeah even like the village it's like kind of like an interesting like oh like you know what is this like uh it looks kind of like you know like a weird like eastern european <laughs> like a uh, village or something like, like kind of i don't know it has like this uh like uh, what am i trying to say like a kind of like this old timey quality to it that's kind of cool yeah no no i i kind of get what you're saying it's almost a very it feels it almost could be the village from Resident Evil Four that the, the, you know they all yeah. change into the Ganados. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I could see that. I could see that kind of thing. Um, no, uh, so yeah, I, I think it's very concise. I, I think one of the things that I like about this and a lot of the, the the best Universal monster movies is they kind of feel like almost like the 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 parable versions of the the horror genre, kind of in the way where. You bring up Little Red Riding Hood, or you you bring up you know fairy tales, like grim stuff. Mm-hmm. They feel very simple, but you feel like a lot of what modern horror is has been kind of you know the the, the grandchildren of you know where all this stuff came from. And mm-hmm. I, I I watch these now, and it, it feels like this is very simple. It's very straight and to the point, uh, but it has the ideas mm-hmm. there that have evolved over time into other things. But this is completely on. This is completely concentrated in just now. Here it is, beat by beat, the the basic story of 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 this. Um, but that's how I feel when I'm watching it. I don't know. I don't know if that makes sense. <laughs> uh, no, like I, I see what you're saying with uh, yeah, that that makes sense. Like in a way, these do kind of feel like, yeah, like modern day. I don't know. Like, I guess maybe if the point of like you know fairy tales or stuff or something, where they're like cautionary tales, like mm. you know, there's definitely a lot of these that you can kind of make, um, like you know, some similar paths uh, with that. Because, yeah, like, you know, the big thing is this is like, oh, yeah, like, you, you kind of, you know, he's trying to be like God and trying to, you know, create life and stuff when, you know, he shouldn't. Uh, and that's kind of, you know, his big downfall. Yeah, and that's but, also the very uh, grandiose. Yeah, I definitely see that. Yeah, that's the very grandiose version. But I, I think even even simpler than that, it's just about obsession. It's just, you know, ignoring everything oh, sure. else in his life yeah. and just obsessing on this one <laughs> element. Uh, and what that can lead to so yeah, yeah. we always say horror is at its best when it's it's a, it's a it has meaning behind it it's a parable for something else um and this is simpler than maybe some others but it, it works so yeah. yeah so can't can't fault that too much um yeah then some charismatic performances uh arguably a little bit hammy in places you know again everyone remembers it's alive yeah. it's alive which i've said about five times on this podcast <laughs> 
but you know. <laughs> Plus, yeah, no, it, it yeah it definitely works. Like, uh, yeah, um, yeah, uh, I don't know who plays Henry Frankenstein, but yeah, he does a good job. He's kind of like the, you know, um, what we think of like when you think of like mad scientists, yeah, nowadays. Um, uh, Colin like, Clive, for the record, played. Okay, Henry oh, there you go. <laughs> Love his work. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, shit. No, like, he, he he di- he was not alive for long after this. He died young. Ooh. He uh he died oh. uh, age thirty seven in nineteen thirty seven. Oh wow! Yeah, that's a shame. Yeah, I mean, I feel like even uh, yeah for that time, that's pretty young. Yeah, um, uh, you know, obviously, I was expecting him to be dead just because it's such an old movie, but right, I, I yeah. did not expect it to be. Oh, it was like that decade. Yeah, <laughs> jeez. <clears throat> but uh, yeah, he yeah he does a good job, and then uh, yeah, like the. Um, obviously, Boris Koloff, you know, kills it as a Frankenstein. Which uh, originally didn't they ask um, what's his face to do it? Uh, Lugosi. Yeah, uh, what and didn't he turn it down because he was like, oh no, like I don't want to, you know, just keep being monsters or whatever. And that's when Boris uh, stepped in. That sounds familiar. I, I vaguely remember there being something like that, but I don't know if that was the exact, yeah. you know, details, but. I'm- um, which is funny because they ended up doing like horror movies together. There's like, there quite a few Karloff mm-hmm. and Legosi things. In fact, I'm pretty sure Legosi ended up playing Frankenstein in one of the sequels eventually. Or yeah, playing the monster uh, in one of the sequels, rather. Yeah, yeah, I think he does end up doing it at some point. But uh, but no, yeah, uh, Boris Karloff you know, is great. And then pretty much uh, you know, everyone's good. The, you know, kind of the, the secondary characters, like the, you know, whatever, whatever, like, stuffy you know stepfathers or in-laws and stuff they're kind of just whatever but you know they're all good uh, i guess if i have maybe like any complaints i feel like that kind of stuff um is like a little boring for me but it's not like that egregious that you know it, it affects the movie that much like uh you know because like you said it's 70 minutes so you know every everything goes pretty fast but yeah, that's the one thing I don't enjoy is, is like the scenes when they're talking about like weddings and that kind of stuff. Hmm. Um. No, that's that's fair. There's not much of it though. I I think the, yeah, the ending being a bit too part. happy and like clean cut, like everything's fine now, is yeah. probably my <laughs> uh one real problem with it. But I mean, it's not a big problem. It's just it's, it's very minor. Um. Yeah. Uh, Boris Karloff was in House of Frankenstein, but he did not play the monster. He was a doctor in that movie. Oh. oh okay. <laughs> Because of course, because of course he was. Um, I, I knew there was a thing like that where he came back to a, a Frankenstein movie, but he wasn't actually yeah. Frankenstein or the monster in it. Uh, see, even I'm doing it now and calling him Frankenstein. <laughs> I think like my most of my knowledge like from that just basically comes from um, uh, the movie Ed Wood, <laughs> where mm-hmm. uh, you know, is playing uh, Lugosi and talking oh, about it. Actually, okay, so Lugosi didn't play the monster; he played Igor. But it was Lon Chaney Jr. Uh, who was oh. the wolf man who played the monster in one of the the uh, films. So um, <laughs> that's so crazy. Like, imagine if they did like a Nightmare on Elm Street movie where Kane Hodder played Freddy or something. <laughs> I like, know it's so <laughs> weird. <be> so weird. <laughs> it's so weird. Oh no, I I stand. I recorrect myself. Lugosi did play the monster, <laughs> and uh, Frankenstein meets the wolf man. So oh, okay. That's just so weird how they were just like swapping roles around <laughs> like between sequels. It was so so weird. Uh, what what would have been really weird though is like if like 
Yeah, because isn't it kind of disappointing that in Frankenstein meets the Wolfman, you've got Lon Chaney Jr. reprising his role as the Wolfman, but the monster from Frankenstein is the guy who played Dracula. Like, <laughs> like imagine like Avengers Four. Like a few of the actors just went, you know what? Let's swap roles. Yeah, <laughs> just for the fun of it. Like, sure. <laughs> and I'm sure it wasn't that. That's not why they did it, but like, just it's just yeah. interesting. Um, so, so no. Um, now we will probably do the sequels at some point. Um, I don't want to like dive into them straight away, and I think the reason for that is because they they, they start doing like crossovers and interconnecting eventually. And I, yeah. I, you know, so uh, I feel like yeah, at the very least, we have to do Bride at some point because that's a a biggie. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, because I've not seen a lot of the sequels for some of them, <laughs> so I'd be curious to do them at some point. Uh, oh, and, definitely, and make a theme of it of some kind, but. Mm. Uh, Certainly for now, I feel like, nah, this is fine. Just, just do the original and we'll, you know. And as much as Braid is a sequel, I, I kind of just put it in with the, the other originals because it's like it's big enough mm. and notable enough that it just kind of gets put together yeah. with the other biggies. So, uh, Yeah, it's almost like its own thing. Like it's, uh, I, would, I would say probably, yeah, the most notable sequel. Oh, by far. Not even close yeah. out, out of all those movies. Not even close. I guess we rate it. Do we? Do you know we rate Frankenstein? What what what, sure. you, what, are, you, what are you giving Frankenstein? Uh, I think I'll give it. Uh, again, uh, I like it a lot. It's not my favorite Universal monster movie, but it is still, you know, really good. Uh, so I'm gonna give it a eight point five. Uh, still, still fun to watch. Yeah, I'm gonna go just one, one little trinket higher, and I'm gonna go with a nine out of ten. Um, I think it is very much one of the granddaddies of horror movies. I think it holds up very well and is still very, very fun to watch. The performances really give it a lot of charisma, and uh, the you know the monster, the set pieces, you know everything we talked about is really good. And while it doesn't necessarily completely get the the themes and the purpose of the plot from the 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 book and other adaptations, it does it has enough so that it's got its own thing going for it in terms of. Um, the, the the themes of tragedy and the themes of monster and neglect and obsession and, and all those things so i think it's got a lot going for it that it, it still holds up pretty well uh yeah. you know all this time later you know what, what are we at now 80 something years almost 80 years almost yeah <laughs> or yeah it must be about that yeah well more than that because on 31 so 70 90 or so pretty, a little... yeah it'll be 90 years and 20, a couple of years yeah. Right, yeah. so we're at, so we're at eighty-seven years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, <laughs> math is not a strong suit, people. It's not. Uh, don't 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 be fooled. So, no, Frankenstein. So yeah, it was nice to end in a classic for the month. Uh, mm-hmm. for us Octoberthon, it's been a fun Octoberthon. Uh, with lots of notable movies, got through all the reanimators, which obviously kind of relate yeah. to Frankenstein actually in a, in a weird way. Okay, yeah. Um, and we, we you know, we we finished off the Halloween franchise with a new release, mm-hmm. of course, as well as the, the remakes, and we started the Hellraiser franchise. So yeah, we've got a lot of big things going, and mm-hmm. of course, most importantly though, we did the Pet and Chopping Mall, two of the the biggest oh, and yeah. most important movies we've ever done on Streams After Midnight. <laughs> so. By all means, let us know what you think of Frankenstein. Let us know what you thought of Octoberthon overall in the comments. Uh, uh, of course, as we said, uh, actually, I don't know if we said it in this video, we said it in the last one, but there'll be no movie next week, but there will be a top 50 countdown instead, which was originally going to be part of October, but uh, we couldn't quite f- uh, squeeze it in. But we're going to do the top 50 horror films of the 1980s, 
Uh, me and Tim are going to have our bo- both have our own lists. We're going to count them down, and that should be good fun. So you can look out for that. And then the week after that, we'll be back to uh, our regular movie per week with the occasional bonus here or there uh, mm-hmm. when time permits. <laughs> so that's the plan so if you want to support the channel and the show and everything we do here head over to patreon.com slash mailfuzztv mm-hmm. and you can do that um, over there you get some bonuses and some other stuff uh, otherwise let us know what you thought of the movie get us on twitter at Screams Midnight and get me on twitter at wibbly9 Tim on twitter at Tim Vergulish. Uh, but otherwise that is mm-hmm. us so, so happy Halloween once again because <laughs> this, this went up on Halloween you mm-hmm. may be watching this much later but this went out in Halloween 2018 so that's what you get. You get and you get happy Halloween from us. Uh, keep watching mm. scary movies, guys, and we'll see you next time.